0: So if you and or your team are still taking phone calls and receiving vendor supporting documentation via email, you need to authenticate that you are talking or communicating with your vendor. Please visit DeborahRRichardson.com slash authentication where you will find a workshop on how to build an authentication reference. This is the answer to the question, are you communicating with your vendor or with a fraudster? Learn more today at Deborah R. Richardson slash authentication. On today's episode, if you don't already have one, I'm going to talk about adding yet another audit. But hear me out. Also, stay tuned until the end where I will talk about a unique scenario in my career where audits were used as a part of a transition. So keep listening. Welcome to episode 102. Is your vendor ad change process included in your audit? Three steps to start. I've worked in accounts payable for a few years before I realized that audits can be done at the vendor setup and maintenance level. Now they may be more present in companies now, but when talking to clients and colleagues, it's still kind of hit or miss and mostly miss, but they can improve um, the potential that your team members are following the process you put into place to reduce fraud. So I think it's really good to look at adding uh, the audits at the vendor at and change level. So let's take a non-technical because I'm not an auditor let's take a non-technical look at adding an audit process um, for your vendor ads and changes so if you want to set up that audit I think the first step you need to take is just to document your vendor setup and maintenance process. And in podcast episode 38, Get Your Vendor Setup and Maintenance Desktop Procedures in order, uh, I define this documentation process as documenting the steps necessary to review requests and forms for vendor ads and changes, as well as completing the tasks for the maintenance Of the vendor master file based on your accounting system or ERP. And if you want more detail on getting your vendor setup and maintenance desktop procedures in order, um, definitely check out that episode, episode 38. So, this means you need to assign someone to document step by step from receiving the documents to validating the documents what resources need to be used to validate, how to update them in your accounting system, what notifications you send to vendors once they are set up or updated, and provide screenshots. Now, I'm not saying that that is an easy thing to do, um, but that is something that needs to be done because otherwise how will they know um, how will the auditors know what is the correct process and many of you out there probably have some process documents and they may be old and maybe all you need to do is um, uh, brush them off and, and get them updated but you can assign someone to do that and uh, and get those uh, process docs updated and so or those desktop procedures updated I go between column process docs and desktop procedures so you'll probably hear both uh, but they're the same thing um, now once that person is done assign someone else to follow the instructions to make sure they that they are complete we all have a bias and we leave out certain steps that we think everybody should know. Uh, and that's just not the case because everyone's different. Um, and so those need to be included as well. So make sure that someone else takes that process docs and follow follows all the steps and then they can go back and forth between the one that created or update the process docs and get things added where they should be. And again, I'm not saying that this is not a time consuming process. Uh, project or process but it is necessary and if you kind of split it that way um, between a couple different team members maybe that'll be a faster process and your results will be um, much better so you don't have to keep going back and getting them updated Um, so once you have the person created you have the second person go in and actually do it and then once they're complete with that process and have a draft process doc have management review and approve it. And you need to do that, what is it? Rinse and repeat for every process and every accounting system or uh, ERP uh, and include processes, make sure you include the processes of new vendor add, existing vendor change, bank confirmation, and your vendor master file cleanup um, and any other processes that you have. And I will tell you, um, especially if you're like me and come from an environment or in an environment with multiple ERPs, um, at one point I had seven different ERPs because of some acquisitions and lift and shifts. And so um, you have to have process stocks for all of those. And I am sure, actually someone beat my number. At one point, um, I know that we had 158 process docs. 158. I know that sounds like a lot, not all team members were um, or had to uh, had to review each or follow each process docs because we had things split. We split it based on you know 1099 processes, and so not every team member was assigned to that. We had uh, different people assigned to 1099s. We had different people assigned to different accounting system or ERPs. So uh, the uh, uh, process docs or desktop procedures for the other accounting system. ERPs were not applicable. But as a uh, management team member, I had 158 process docs that I had to make sure were um, always stayed updated or always um, reviewed to make sure that there were no changes required. But each individual team member only had to be responsible for knowing the process docs that um, for the work that they did. But again, you do need to Uh, Step one, document your vendor setup and maintenance process. Now, once you've done that, um, step two is really determine who will perform the audit and document that process. So AP teams, you know, you know, we're used to that annual audit by our external auditors. Um, And maybe if you have internal auditors, maybe they even have quarterly audits that you're used to getting, you know, by that internal audit team, Um, you can check with them to see if they can add a more detailed audit of your vendor process using your brand spanking new or newly updated process docs or desktop procedures but what if they can't what if it's not possible what if you want to do it monthly instead of quarterly or annually since you know fraud doesn't take a quarterly or annual break to give you time to catch those out-of-process issues before the next fraud attempt occurs well the answer is Do it within your accounts payable or finance team. Assign someone or assign a team to perform the audit. Um, Make sure they do not have access to add or change vendor data. And make sure you've got your T's crossed and your I's dotted with the other restrictions that come with that audit function. And then you might be wondering, well, how do I audit this process? So um, auditing the vendor add change process is probably a bit easier. you can um, audit 5% of the updates per month, per person, or a minimum of say five requests. uh, If uh, 5% is not, uh, doesn't equal five or more. Um, And then, so that part is probably not the issue. The bigger issue is auditing um, your help desk or your inquiries uh, that come in um, that lead to your vendor add and change process. If you want to do that, um, you can add that as well. And you might be wondering, well how do you audit you know audit inquiries coming in via phone or email well if you have authentication procedures and if you don't look up my website I also have an authentication workshop I just talked about on this podcast uh, in the greeting but If you have those authentication procedures, have a leader, you know, for the phone piece, have a leader use the supervisor functionality on your phone system to randomly listen in. Or if you're able... um, Record those phone calls and then randomly select calls to review and just verify that your employees are asking those authentication questions and be careful with that recording the phone call thing though because um, I've seen a situation where the recording of the phone call for that third-party tool also recorded the screen and so if you've got sensitive information um, on the screen then you don't want to record that and if it can't be separated then that may not be a viable option for you so just be careful with that one and then for the inquiries that come in through email um, that can be tricky unless you have something like a ticketing system. So if you have like a generic mailbox, it's hard to, to validate or to, um, to audit that piece. But if you have a ticketing system, you can then uh, uh, audit, uh, uh, pull some reports and audit based on um, tickets that have been responded to by uh, employee the other thing that you can do let's say you don't have that and you've got that generic mailbox or maybe even a distribution list include in your desktop procedures in your processes to save a copy of the email where the vendor supporting documentation was sent and then attach that to the vendor record or whatever your electronic storage solution is for your vendor supporting documents. And then when that vendor add and edit process is audited, the email can be checked to verify the authentication took place. Now, of course, more desktop procedures, but you need to document what will be audited, how often the audit will be performed, what audit logs will be pulled per accounting system or ERP um, to identify the ads and changes to the vendor master file, etc. So, determine who's going to perform the audit, determine how it's going to be done, and then how often it's going to be done, etc., and then definitely make sure you document that audit process. All right, so the uh, third step or step three is make sure you let your affected team members know. Let them know that an audit will be implemented so there just are no surprises. Once they know they'll be audited, they'll definitely pay more attention to the process docs that you just updated or, or the desktop procedures that you just updated, the desktop procedures that you just created they'll perk up and pay way more attention to them now, particularly since that's what they're gonna be audited by. And especially if, um, and most cases they do, if the audits, uh, audit results impact their team member performance ratings. So, but looking at it in a different way, it can be good for them too, because if they are following the process and fraud happens, Well then, are there really any repercussions if they were following that process in place? What it does mean is that you need to update your processes, making sure you have authentication techniques, internal controls and best practices in your process. But again, it can be good for management and it can be good for team members as well. It can work both ways, especially since um, I know I had in one podcast where I talked about um, there were companies out there that um, not in the U.S. so much. In the U.S. you do hear about employees being terminated um, for Uh, uh, falling victim to fraud but in the UK I know that there was an instance where one employee was sued um, for the amount that uh, they were not able to recover after she fell for a business email compromise scam. Um, and the judge actually did rule in her favor. However, um, she considers herself unemployable because of the lawsuit. And then there was another one where, and I believe it was in the UK too, uh, I know it was not in the US, but um, someone uh, wired money to a fraudulent account. Um, they received in a change of banking details didn't notify the supplier or vendor per their processes Um, they were not able to recover I think it was a little over $500,000 and so not only was that employee fired but that employee was also fined uh, $7,500 so process docs work work both ways anyway um, I did promise that I would talk about uh, a scenario where process docs were used as part of a transition and I will say um, I took a position uh, with a company that was uh, standing up a shared service center and so prior to that uh, accounts payable was decentralized and so we had to go and get the work and in order to do that with the shared service center um, being new I had to hire you know a whole new team of uh, accounts payable, uh, vendor maintenance uh, folks that were going to process these requests. And so when that transition happened, an audit was used to make sure an audit process was used to make sure that the team that was inheriting that work, was actually doing the process and had been trained thoroughly. And so we took that vendor process or vendor audit, um, from monthly, which is what I recommend to weekly. And we would have, um, uh, on a daily basis, we actually wouldn't release their work until somebody, someone reviewed it. But, uh, that actually worked for, um, the entire transition process and not Until the entire team passed with a certain percentage of an audit of those audits, could that work successfully transition from. The uh, from the uh, local office to the new shared service center. So uh, and I and I got to tell you, I didn't have anything to do with it, but the process docs or desktop procedures that were created for that transition and used in the audit were absolutely fantastic. The team that. Uh, the local team that created them for the transition, they took the year prior because they knew it was coming. They took the year prior and spent that year uh, creating, updating their process docs, updating the format, creating um, the just beautiful process docs that were easy to follow. But it took them that long to make sure that they documented the processes and not that the the process doc or desktop procedure documenting them um, took that long. I mean, they were still doing their day jobs, so this was something that they recognized that they had uh, time to do, and so they did carve out time for it. They did assign folks to it, but uh, they uh, they did that along with their regular day job. And I got to tell you, at the time, I was new to the company, and I had been relocated to a new city, and I had to travel to the local office and those process docs and the audit process was very well defined and it made that transition much easier so good luck and if you'd like a template of a desktop procedure. I have one that's a free download on my website. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. its uh, I think I talked about it earlier. It is of a new vendor ad, but it has all the sections um, that you need for a process doc. It has an updatable table of contents. And so it's a great format that you can use for a new vendor ad and then just revise it for any other processes that you have the change process anything else out there you have you can still use that as a template so again i'll use, i'll leave that as a link in the show notes so thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 102nd episode of the Putting the AP Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.